Welcome to the Money Hour with host Tina Mitchell and co-host Keelan Harvey. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, and Keelan Harvey, MLO 1330075, are licensed loan originators with Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, NMLS 134871. The views expressed by the speakers on the following program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited. Now, in the studio, local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. Welcome to the Money Hour at 1150 AM KKNW, the Friday, October 8th virtual show. Because of COVID-19, our show is temporarily moved virtual. You can also listen to our show on podcast or on air on Saturday at 3 p.m. with a rebroadcast on Sunday at 8 a.m. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. And I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey. Bringing in expert advice and inside knowledge on today's events in our local economy and how they can affect your money. If you're hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. You can listen to us again on air or on a podcast. We're here to answer any questions that you may have. Please call the show at one 855 411150 Again, that's one 855 or online at themoneyhour.com. And our lineup for today's show, we have Stacey Heller of Stacey Connects Gut Level Branding. We also have Lei Wang of Journey with Lei, Why You Need a Coach. And we have Alina Soto of uh, Sarah it's not just all in your head. It's trauma and mental health, which is not all in your head. Great information and great guests in studio. For more information on today's topics discussed, please call the show at 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyr.com. And Keelan, how about we start out the show today as we do each week with a little bit of money chat. Money. Money. What do you got, Keelan? Well, today I'm wearing a soccer jersey, and uh, it relates to my story, and I wanted to share this. And it happens to be the episode we have Lei Wang on, so it's like tales in comparison. But for me, it was one of the biggest challenges that I've ever faced in my life, and uh, it took away something that I love. If if you may have known, but last uh, August, I tore my ACL, and I was a uh, semi-pro soccer player, played since I was three years old. Um, still playing at the highest level I could, uh, GSL, GSSL Division One, which is um, over 30 because I'm an old man now. But it's basically all the old pros and Division One um, college athletes. And it's been a long road. And I just kind of wanted to, to share a story. And if I hope it touches somebody or somebody can relate or maybe somebody can learn from it. So uh, sometimes we do personal and that's what I wanted to do today. So when I got the injury, I promised myself and I promised my team that I would be back better than ever, better than I was ever before. And I was going to exceed, you know, my, where I left off. So I started physical therapy right out of the gate and I gained full mobility pretty quickly. I was really into it, like excited. And it's really important you do that because if you don't gain full mobility in the first eight weeks, apparently you'll never have full mobility ever again. So that was good. I was optimistic. I was determined, but I got kind of fed up after doing the same things for a long time. I kind of reached this plateau and I figured like this physical therapy place I was going to wasn't really pushing me. 
And so that was kind of frustrating, but I, you know, so I switched it up. So I started with a new physical therapist and then um, they pushed me to assert another plateau where I ended up getting patella tendonitis because I used the patella tendon to, uh, to do my graft to replace the ACL, which is a tougher surgery, but it's, it's stronger in the end. And, uh, you know, I had Michael Moore do it, who's the doctor um, for the Sounders and Michael Moore's, or um, Jordan Morrison's dad. So, um, so yeah, so he did my surgery and um, it's harder on, on the surgery itself, but in the, in the end, you'll be better because he knew I wanted to play soccer again. So um, I was pushing myself and um, it just got to a place where I started getting this tendonitis in my knee and my knee would swell up. It would get big, it would hurt. And I've, I've had some challenges in my life, but this is a little bit different. So um, I, at some point, I just kept reaching this thing and I just couldn't get by it. And I got frustrated and, you know, and part of, and then COVID hit during all this. And part of PT is they do like these cups, these suction cups that suck your skin up basically. And it re it puts blood to your knee and then they break up scar tissue. So I wasn't even getting the care that I needed. And then COVID was a good excuse to kind of put things on the back burner. So I decided and to kind of just take some time off because, um, my body, my subconscious, um, just kind of, just kind of, I mean, I just felt it. It was like, you just need to heal. Like you just need some time where you can just kind of, kind of sit back and, and estimate or, or just kind of evaluate where things are at. And so, um, I felt at some point when this happened, I wasn't getting better. And so it was sad because I kind of conceded to the situation because I felt like it was out of my control because this is something that was, physical it was different and i'm killing it in the mortgage business i'm doing the best i ever had in my career i bought a home i finished my investment property everything else in my life is fantastic but um i conceded i would say at some point i had a phone call with my team and they were talking i literally told them they said oh we miss you and that really felt good to hear that we need our striker back and i was literally like i guys i don't think i'm ever going to play again and it was kind of this sad moment where i was feeling sorry for myself but after some time, I took some time off, my knee, my knee started to feel better. And so I felt like I could do these little daily tasks a little bit easier. And I, maybe my subconscious was right. And I just needed to heal. So I watched, started watching like a ton of soccer. And I've never conceded anything in my life. And how was I going to let this one thing that I love so much more than anything in the world get away from me? So I went back to my previous successes. And one of the things and reason I want to talk about this one of the things I do is I have cheat codes in my life. I call them cheat codes. So what I'll do is I'll set myself up. And how I do that is I know myself better than anybody. So how can I set myself up to get the result that I wanted to and hold myself accountable to a result where I can't back out? So the first thing I did is I went and I bought a $200 soccer ball, which sounds stupid, but it's a really expensive soccer ball. And when you play at a high level, you love to play soccer with these really nice official match balls. So I did that. Um, and then uh, I also found the best PT I could find. And weirdly enough, I moved to Monroe and this uh, Northwest Sports and Spine is the best PT I've ever had. So I scheduled myself twice a week because I knew if I have a commitment with somebody else that I was going to show up. Well, after about a couple of re uh, weeks, I realized I'm pushing past this plateau that I thought I would never be able to push past at all, like ever. And so how could I expand on this? So I scheduled myself three times a week. And so, um, because I knew that I wasn't going to give myself the care that I needed to. So I scheduled myself for three times a week and, uh, I doubled down on this. So, and my soccer ball is right here. 
and I put it in my closet. So every day I walk into my closet and I see this beautiful official match ball and it kills me. Like I need to play soccer. And it just reminds me. So I'm in a place that I've better than I've ever been in my life. I'm pushing myself farther. And I realized how silly was that of me? This little snapshot and this video of life took all this away. You know, I, I put so much pressure on this just moment in life. And I just allowed myself just a little bit of grace and follow through with the plan. Next thing I know, I'm going to be better than I ever am going to be. And when I go back, all these people are not even playing soccer. And uh, I'm training my booty off. And so I'm going to come back in a whole different level than all of these people. And they're going to ask me what happened. And I'm going to have to tell them that I tore my ACL, which in the end was probably the best thing that could have ever happened to me. <laughs> that is great, um, Money Chat. And that's what I really like about this space, uh, Keelan, because, yes, we can bring in things personally. I know the listeners uh, love to hear about what's going on in your life. And I've seen all of this happening. A couple of disclosures. You are so old. I agree. <laughs> oh my calling. Old in soccer life. <laughs> oh my gosh. And yeah, he said taking time off. He surely hasn't taken time off in the mortgage space because uh, yes, mm -hmm. he's really killing it. And Keelan, just happy to have you a part of the team and here in this space as uh, my co-host. So great money chat uh, share today. So nothing personally from me today. I'm just going to talk about a uh, mortgage, but I am going to share personally about Highland. So what I want to talk about is I want to share the perception of discounted mortgage shops. Have you seen their ads on TV? Have you seen their ads online? Well, I'm here to share today that bigger is not always cheaper. Great ads cost millions and millions of dollars. So how do they pay for that marketing? We're all playing in the same deck. We get our money from the same source. It's the same cost. Offering mortgage services, you can use your resources and marketing dollars for marketing and ads or for marketing for new business, taking care of your current relationships and building more relationships through a high level of service. So if you work with a discounted shop or thinking about working with a discounted shop, what is the risk of lack of service? Hmm? I don't know. I'm not closing on time. Financing falling through altogether because of lack of due diligence. Earnest money at risk for lack of performance. You're being passed around and have different people throughout the entire closing process not available to you on off business hours, not an advocate for the process. You as the client kept in the dark during the entire process and policy of not taking or sharing information with a realtor on one side of the transaction. Now, because of this risk, you're not going to be competitive in a multiple offer scenario. The discounted shops have a bad reputation on the street because of all of these risk things that I've shared with you. It's the lack of service level. Now, the listing agent who is hired to represent the selling agent, when there's 15 offers on, on a property, which is definitely not uncommon in this market, they are educating the seller on the risk of working with a so-called discounted shop. Now, where is your lender spending their money on the resources they have on discounted rates, discounted service? Well, discounted price does not equal discounted service. However, I am not saying that a local lender like Highlands has high rates because this is not the case. They spend all of their resources and money on a high level of service, not expensive marketing. 
Now, I'm not going to mention any names today, but I do check out our competitors all the time. And looking at the discounted price, supposedly known for discounted shops, meaning discounted rate or lower rate, they're actually higher. So what if you could get both a high level of service and competitive low interest rates? So how can that be? How can you have both of the best worlds? Because it takes, again, millions of dollars to get the fancy marketing efforts, and they have to increase their rates in order to pay for that. Now, I'm not saying it's a bad move on the companies to make the decision to, in this lending environment, because we're at historical low interest rates and everyone is refinancing that can, and they've made the decision to target the low-hanging fruit, which is the refinance business. Highlands, on the other hand, Highlands Residential Mortgage, makes the decision to stay focused on building relationships through service for purchase business and refinance opportunity within the existing clients that they're working with and the referrals and introductions that are made by those clients. Even though not spending money on the cool ads prevents from capturing that low-hanging fruit or the relationships and the relationships and sustaining those relationships is more important. It doesn't allow them to get that fruit. However, eventually there's going to be no fruit to pick up. And that's the companies that are going to survive when the interest rates go up. Discounted shops are not always about discount at all. It's just a perception. My advice, shop for a rate and shop for a very high level of service. That's your money tap. Coming up next on the Money Hour, gut level branding. Stacey Heller of Stacey Connect, right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Stacy Heller of Stacy Connects is a creative conduit that sees where her clients often can't, potential and possibility. Connecting her clients with both, she elevates their personal and professional brands in both unique and authentic ways. Brainstorming connections is Stacy's superpower. To connect with Stacy, go to stacyconnects.com. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host, Keelan Harvey, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. You are listening to The Money Hour at 1150 AM KKNW, the Friday, October 8th virtual show. Because of COVID-19, our show is temporarily moved virtually. You can also listen to us on podcast or on air on Saturday at 3 p.m. with a rebroadcast on Sunday at 8 a.m. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. And I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey. It is a great day to talk about money. And that is what the show is all about, how to make money, save money, so you can have a better quality of life for you and your family. If you're hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. We're here to answer any questions or connect you with the guests that we have on the show today. Please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyr.com. And now in studio, very excited, Stacy Heller of Stacy Connects. Gut level branding right here at 1150 AM KKNW. Stacy, I am just so thrilled 
to have you for the first time on our show. Thank you so much for visiting us. Thank you for having me. I am excited to finally be here. And I have to say, Keelan, you were talking about how you didn't want to let your team down for soccer, but interestingly, you were still taking care of your mortgage team. So don't forget to give yourself props for that. (laughs) I love it. Very, very true. And we appreciate that for sure. Uh, So a little bit about Stacey. Stacey Hellers of Stacey Connects does exactly what her business name states. Stacy connects people with themselves and that and their business and shows how ultimately both connect back to their brand. Stacy sees connections where most people don't. The most common connection is being their potential. She is creative, quick and direct and acts as a mirror for her clients. And I'm going to give a side note as your host and knowing Stacy, she also has one of the best sense of humor that I've ever seen and definitely a passion and a heart to serve in her community and serve others. Thank you for that. So let's talk about this, Stacey. What does it mean when you say gut level branding? I love that, by the way. It's like that gut check, right? I love that. Well, and a lot of people get confused by the idea of gut or if I say, if I were to say that I use my intuition or it's intuitive, people feel like that throws them or it feels um, not official enough. But with gut, we've all had it in business and in life. It's that thing that has us hiring somebody when maybe on paper, they don't seem like the right employee, but something tells you that they are going to make a change in your business or something that tells you to go with Highland Mortgage versus the other person or something that makes you run back into the house, even though you're in the car and you've almost pulled out of the driveway and you realize you left the stove on. So gut is really important. And so I believe in my gut. And I also believe in connecting with my client's gut to see what is speaking to them. And if we do that, then the rest is actually much more simple than people realize. Yeah, and that is so true. And it's, it's a gift to be able to recognize your gut or intuition so that you can allow it to lead you through life and the decisions that you make. And it's an extra special gift, gift to be the, and for them to be able to recognize and help other people recognize what their gut is telling them. And that's why uh, what you do is so beautiful, Stacey, because you have that natural gift of understanding gut and intuition within yourself and reading it from other people. Now, as talking about that, when creating a business, you first need a concept and the concept actually is getting created by your gut or your intuition, bringing that to the surface. So Stacey, your concept will direct you through the process in creating a successful business. So where does concept in your business come from? So... Basically, what I find is that when I'm working with my clients, whether they are starting out or whether they are at whatever stage they're in, it's a matter of getting in touch with going back to the personal, because let's face it, most of us, whatever we do professionally and in our careers, 
we're doing it because of who we are personally. So when people think that you can separate personal and professional, I would disagree with that. And so often the choices that we make, how many doctors became doctors because maybe their favorite aunt had cancer and they wanna be able to help that person. And so that's the first thing. The second thing besides making sure that you connect with the personal side is also making sure that you then connect with who you are. And if you're not somebody that is going to take full advantage of social media, then having a branding or a marketing person tell you that you need to do that, that is setting you up for something that you can't do. And so that that concept of understanding who the person is personally, how it has influenced them professionally, how they can show up in an authentic way that makes sense for them, for their business, and then being creative about it and having fun with it and not taking everything so seriously. So true because business is personal. It's about your life, your passions, your experiences. And we're hearing from each one of you today and what you do, how that connects with it. And yeah, such great advice, Stacey. Yeah, I like, you know, you light up. As a, when you're passionate about something, like me in soccer, I talk about it. It sparks something inside of me, and it sparks things in other people. And when you're passionate about something, you love what you do. Um, it's just a different level than just getting through and going through things, you know? So just kind of getting by, that's not the way we want to do life. And I don't think that's the way you should be marketing either. So let me ask you, if you have a new client, are you focusing on personal or professional? Is there one more important that you start first? Or how do you get through that? So I typically... I start with the personal side, because as I said before, I think it's important to find out about the person, because especially if they're starting out with their business and maybe they don't even have a name of their business or a logo or, you know, any kind of a um, brand sheet that tells them all of the colors. So talking about the personal piece suddenly you can start talking about what are the things I like to say that make your tail wag. A dog's tail just wags spontaneously because they're happy or because there's something. It's, it reminds me of when someone places a dessert in front of me, my inner tail wags, it just makes me happy. And so therefore, what are the colors that make you happy? What are the things that make sense? What can roll off your tongue? And so it has to start with the personal. And your client may not know what those layers of meaning are when you ultimately land on your color and your brand board or your font or even your business name, but you know what all of those layers mean. And if somebody is lucky enough to get close enough, then you will peel back those layers and invite them in and share what it means. Yeah, because those layers are easily peeled back when it's a part of your passion and everything that you're a part of through your branding. So Stacey, uh, you do an amazing, amazing work with your clients, and that's why I was so happy to have you here to share. And I've seen it firsthand. What types of things do you work with with your clients, and what do you help them work on? So I am, um, I don't think this is in the dictionary, but it's a mishigash of things that I do. Um, yeah, it, it's an interesting place to be in. So people are always trying to get me to define and explain what I do. And they'll say, oh, so you're a graphic designer. N no, I'm not, but I can create logos. You know, oh, you're a content writer or an editor. No, but I can write and I can edit. Or, oh, you're an interior decorator. No, but I can help you find ways to 
have your space speak to your brand. If you're in a, um, if you're a financial planner, for instance, you shouldn't have fake plants because if you can't grow a plant, how are you going to grow my fortune? And so you need to think about those subtle little things. So I really, when I say that I hold a mirror up to my clients, what I do depends on what my clients need me to do. I love that. If you can't grow a plant, how are you going to grow my fortune? It's That's a thing. Genius. I love that. <laughs> it's, and it details, right? It matters. And how, what do you, you know, where do you put your care? And, and obviously they need attention to detail if they're taking care of your money. So I love that. That's fantastic. So how do you know what your clients need, Stacey? That is through conversation. And that's where that my intuition comes in. And, you know, you were talking about, Keelan, this idea of you use soccer a lot in when you talk about your passion and you talk about things. Well, what I have learned is that when I get information or a gut feeling, it is a very direct hit. It's almost like a download. And when you get that kind of information, then through that conversation, I'm getting the things that my clients need to focus on, potential that they need to consider, things that I'm able to say to them because I like to joke that I have always thought uh, when I was younger that, oh my gosh, I'm so brilliant. Well, I have learned now that I'm actually not that brilliant, but I am very articulate. And so given a message like that, I can be direct and I can deliver it in a way that speaks to the language of my client's heart. And so having that conversation, using my gut, using my intuition, that's really where I start through that conversation. And I'm able to ferret out things from my clients and get a sense of what they need, what their potential is. Because in the same way that we look in the mirror in the morning and we maybe see cankles or we see wrinkles, when it comes to looking at yourself in your business mirror or your career mirror, you look at, I'm terrible about, um, doing my invoices or, you know, I'm late on my marketing or I'm not posting enough or whatever it is. You always lead with the weakness. So it's my job to hold up the mirror and show what's possible and where there's potential. Yeah. And I always say, uh, Stacey, none of us are brilliant. The brilliance is being motivated, inspired by others, and then making it our own so we can share it with others. So your brilliance is being able to draw that out of people so they can share their natural gifts. So Stacey, as we're wrapping up our time here, because we have less than a minute, uh, I'd like to ask you, let's, well, you just, in, in the questions we had for you, what is something that you want to share uh, or answer as we're wrapping up our time? I just think that uh, what everybody needs to understand, wherever you are in your personal or your professional brand, don't overcomplicate it. Go back to a picture of you when you were in second grade. How did you look? What did you dream about? Life was simple then. You wanted to climb the tree. You wanted to get some boy or girl to pay attention to you. You wanted the cutest look or the whatever it is that you wanted. It was pretty simple and you just went and got it and you were un unobstructed by that voice that told you that you can't. So at the end of the day, the advice that I give to people is don't complicate it. Go back to basics and follow your own gut. Beautiful. And what a, what a great way to end our time together. And I forgot to let our listeners know that you are actually also a cheerleader, a cheerleader for others and bringing that uh, magic out of them. So Stacey, again, thank you so much for being here. It was, a, it was a pleasure to have you.
Thank you. And coming up next in the money hour, Journey with Lei. Lei Wang of Why You Need a Coach is our conversation with her right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Would you like to more powerfully attract customers? Would you like to more effectively motivate your team members and partners to maximize their potential? Would you like to take your business to new peaks of success that you never dreamed of? Lei Wang is the first Asian woman to complete a feat called the Explorer's Grand Slam. She ascended the summits of the highest mountains on each of the seven continents and skied to the North and South Poles. As she endured outstanding hardships and overcame seemingly insurmountable obstacles, she discovered that excitement is the driving force that motivates and empowers every one of us and the secret to innovation, peak performance, and extraordinary achievement. Today, as a speaker, author, and coach, Lay is passionate about empowering individuals and organizations to tap into the power of excitement to realize their potential and reach the heights of success. This is Lay One. To find out more about how I can help you and your team to reach your highest aspirations, please call me at 801-901-0298 or email me lei at journeywithlei.com. Lei spelled L-E-I. So that is L-E-I at journeywithlei.com. Or you can call me 801-901-0298. I look forward to sharing the journey with you. Stacy Heller of Stacy Connects is a creative conduit that sees what her clients often can't, potential and possibility. Connecting her clients with both, she elevates their personal and professional brands in both unique and authentic ways. Brainstorming connections is Stacy's superpower. To connect with Stacy, go to stacyconnects.com. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host, Keelan Harvey, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. You are listening to The Money Hour at 1150 AM KKNW, the Friday, October 8th virtual show. Because of COVID, our show has temporarily moved virtual. You can listen to us on podcast also on air on Saturday at 3 p.m. with a rebroadcast on Sunday at 8 a.m. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. And I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey. We are here to help you build a strong financial blueprint, one week and one show at a time. If you are hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. However, we can connect you with the guests that we have on the show, answer any questions that you may have, please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50. And now in studio, we have Lei Wang of Journey with Lei, Why You Need a Coach, right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Lei, welcome back to the studio, our virtual one. Thank you for having me here. And I, we love bringing Leigh in, uh, all of our guests, because uh, each of them are special in their own right. What Leigh brings in uh, when we have her on the show is just around her story and kind of, you know, similar but different. Uh, Keelan bringing his story in and the lesson really of when something pushes you further than you would ever go on your own, 
it takes you further than places you ever thought that you could reach. On that, I would like to read a little bit about Lei. Lei Wang was the first Asian woman to complete the Explorer, the Explorer's Grand Slam, a journey to the summits of the highest mountains on each of the seven continents, and to the North and South Pole. As she endured outstanding hardships and obstacles, she explored what motivated her to risk her life and achieve this, this difficult feat. She asked herself what motiv motivated and empowered to succeed and made an astonishing discovery. She realized that excitement is forced, motivates and empowers every one of us to take action and even do what seems impossible, even at the risk of our lives. She saw the excitement as what transformed her from a typical city girl from Beijing to a record setting. She also, that she was excited, is the force that can be propel all of us to go from ordinary to extraordinary. So Lay, my motivation to get a coach was my soccer ball. And then I got a coach and my coach pushed me farther than I ever thought that I could be pushed. Tell us about your coach and what an incredible thing you've accomplished and how they helped you prepare for an epic climb of Mount Everest. Kila, actually my story really related to the story you just shared. So in 2009, October, that is a half year before my Everest expedition, I start to train. And people always ask me, why you started so late? Well, the what happened was I had ACL surgery just one year before Everest. So April, 2009, I had my ACL surgery. So you know what the first few months was like. So by September, yeah, wow. I would barely just, I just, be able to walk like a normal person again. So at that time, walking like a normal person is not even enough to climb any smaller mountains I did, not to say climb the biggest one, Everest. And I only have half half year left. So obviously my first thought is that's not possible. I didn't believe in myself. I didn't think it's possible to climb Everest with half year left. So I called my coach, David Miman, and he, simply said, I believe you can, I can train you. So all that is his confidence in me to get me started. And of course, for the next six months, again, again, I would doubt myself, like, am I gonna be able to be strong enough to climb Everest in the next few months, I'll be ready? Something impossible, but every time my coach has push me he know I can do things that I don't even believe I can do. So it's just his confidence, keep on pushing me, doing things that mm -hmm. are beyond my limit. So by the next spring, I surprised myself. I didn't even think I would even set a foot on Everest the next spring, but I did it. So that's all his confidence enabled me to be able to climb Everest one year after my ACL surgery. Wow. And, you know, um, coaches, and you know, I'm a coach as well, different coach than you are, 
time management and business efficiency. And I wouldn't be doing that if it weren't for my first coach, business coach. And Lay, so I'd love to hear what is one of the biggest values outside of what you shared in encouraging and showing you what was possible when you thought it was impossible. What else did you take away from your first coach? That's a great question. So a lot of times when we go to the coach, we think we need advice. We need some insight, need some tips, teach me some lessons. So when I went to my coach at the beginning, I just I need someone who teach me how to be stronger, how to go faster, all those things. But the truth is, actually, you can read all those things in books, watch YouTube's work, get advice, but day in and day out, be able to push to your limit with that confidence, knowing you can do more than what you think you can. That's what the coach did for me. So his confidence, his absolute belief in me propel me to move forward. Now that he taught me some secrets of how to train, actually it's all public knowledge. Anyone can do it. But the good coach can push you to discover your own limit, break through your own limit, do what you don't believe you can do. That's amazing. Leia, one thing people don't realize with a knee injury, and I've had other injuries, is your body physically, your mind connecting to your joint, it's trying to protect your joint. So the whole time your your body is protecting that joint and you have to really push through like this and relearn a mental connection to your knee. So for you to start there a year and take that all the way to climbing Everest is unbelievable. Um, like, how do you feel like your coach could, and the advice your coach gave you, how do you feel this could help people or how did it help you in just everyday life? Well, in everyday life, actually the same thing because a lot of time, what determines the success is not your skill, your knowledge, or resource, what you have, it's what's in your head, your mental strength, your belief in yourself, your confidence, your tenacity to break through the limit. So that's the same, exactly the same as a sports training. So in everyday life, you probably have the same talent as the next person, but you don't believe in yourself. You think I need to take another course. I need to read another book. I need to get another some inside tip before I can launch my product. I can start my business. I need to get another something before I can start writing my books. I can start doing something. But you have everything in you. You just need someone to show you what's your potential, that you have much, much more to offer than what you think you have. You don't need to take endless courses, read endless books to start writing a book, to start launching your business, to start, say, developing your website or anything, even to start a training for marathon or anything, you have it in you. You just need someone to help you to see that potential push you. So that was a coach, yeah. a partner with you in this journey. The coach is going to tell you when to start and the time to start is right now, today. Well said. So for high achievers, they already know what they want. They know how to plan strategy to get them where they want to go. They're self-motivated, self-inspired, and ready to take action. So why is it important that they still need a professional coach? That's a great question. Actually, many of my clients have that questions. Well, just think about it. 
all the world champion in Olympics. They are the best runner, best athlete in the world already. Why do they still need a coach? Because when you are a high achiever, you're already successful. Everything is on track. You know what to do. Actually, you know what? You're not pushing your potential. You're just doing what you think you can, but you actually can go much, much further. All those athletes, they are already at such a high level. They're already better than 99% of the population. Just to push that 1% further, you need someone to believe further than what you believe, who believe you can do much, much more than what you can. So for high achievers, I'm sorry to say you have a lot of potential unleashed. You need to push much, much further. You need someone to help you push that. I love that, Wang. There's no limits and keep going no matter where you are. And that's what I hope to continue with my life as well. You know, I've accomplished things I never thought I did. I know Tina's and just keeps up in her game too. And, you know, keeping that motivation and holding ourselves accountable by people around us is so important. And that's huge. Um, what I mean, for somebody, let's just talk about an individual that's listening right now. What's a good sign that you would say that they may be like, it's a point where they, they need a coach? What would you tell people? Well, I will help you first clarify what exactly actually you want. You need to figure out mm-hmm. what you're most excited about. What's your vision? What's your dream? Maybe you already forgot about it. Maybe you don't even realize you have it. First of all, we help you to discover what you're truly excited about. Be clear on that. Then I help you to develop a plan, the steps. Then I'll partner with you to work with you on this journey. Help you to go through the up and downs push you through all those barriers you imagined and go through the limit that you imagine you have, then you'll be reaching much, much further than you ever can imagine. And any dreams, if you can make a plan, see the step to go, that become a goal you can reach. And that's what I want to help you to reach. Thank you, Leigh, for everything that you do. Uh, She is a published author. She is a keynote speaker, and she's an amazing coach. So if you want to elevate yourself to the highest level possible, uh, Leigh can definitely get you there because she has been there, and she has definitely walked her talk. Leigh, thank you for being here with us today. Thank you so much. And coming up next in the Money Hour, trauma and mental health. It's not just all in your head. Uh, Lena Soto, uh, Tara Dusa, right here on 1150 AM, KKNW. Would you like to more powerfully attract customers? Would you like to more effectively motivate your team members and partners to maximize their potential? Would you like to take your business to new peaks of success that you never dreamed of? Lei Wang is the first Asian woman to complete a feat called the Explorer's Grand Slam. She ascended the summits of the highest mountains on each of the seven continents and skied to the North and South Poles. As she endured outstanding hardships and overcame seemingly insurmountable obstacles, she discovered that excitement is the driving force that motivates and empowers every one of us and the secret to innovation, peak performance, and extraordinary achievement. Today, as a speaker, author, and coach, Lay is passionate about empowering individuals and organizations to tap into the power of excitement to realize their potential and reach the heights of success. This is Lay One. To find out more about how I can help you and your team to reach your highest aspirations, please call me at 801 901 
or email me lei at journeywithlei.com. Lei spelled L-E-I. So that is L-E-I at journeywithlei.com. Or you can call me 801-901-0298. I look forward to sharing the journey with you. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host, Keelan Harvey, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. You are listening to The Money Hour at 1150 AM KKNW, the Friday, October 8th virtual show. Because of COVID, our show is temporarily moved virtually. You can listen to us on podcast as well as on air on Saturday at 3 p.m. with a rebroadcast on Sunday at 8 a.m. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. And I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey. We bring into studio each week the best of the best experts in our local market on everything regarding money and life. And we're here to help you in today's economy. And now in studio, Alina Soto of Teradusa trauma and mental health it's not just all about you in your head right here on 1150 am kknw alina thank you so much for being here today yeah i'm excited to be here hello <laughs> hello and a little bit about alina dr alina soto is the founder and ceo of terradusa pllc a holistic mental health provider with a unique and individualized approach towards helping clients heal trauma. They received their doctrine of neuropathic medicine uh, currently with a master of clinical counseling psychology from Bastyr University and survived. Dr. Soto combines psychoeducation cognitive behavioral therapy, neurophobic medicine, and physical medicine as therapy to address the multiple spheres that affect mental health. The goal is to facilitate a client's discovery of their own path and inner language. Specialties include trauma, PCSD, and CPTSD, personality disorders, and grief. Wow, Lena, what amazing work you're doing. Um, naturopathic is the key thing that got me there because a lot of times it feels like drugs are just given out to people, you know, as just like a quick fix. And naturopathic means that you're, I'm assuming, fixing people at their core and what harder to fix than oftentimes trauma. So why trauma as, uh, as a specialty? So quite honestly, I fell into it completely by accident. I was... Uh, uh, an LMP, so a licensed, uh, licensed massage therapist for about eight years. And one of the things I noticed as I was working on people is that uh, their pain seemed to correlate with the intensity of the story they were just about to tell me after something released. <laughs> right. And so I realized that there was a real need uh, for people carrying around really heavy stuff, really heavy stories to be seen and to be heard. And as I was essentially contemplating this uh, during that time, I, one of the things I realized that there was a pretty big separation, you know, at the time between what is considered, you know, mental health sciences and what is considered physical or physiological sciences, right? They were kept a little separate, like either it was all in your head or something went wrong in the bod, right? And basically what I wanted to do, uh, what I decided to do was to combine 
somehow those two sciences, right? Which is why I went into naturopathic medicine because it seemed to be a, a school of thought that was the closest to combining everything. And then I took, you know, clinical psych just to top it all off. And then I had body work underneath my belt. So I was able to essentially have the disciplines to address all of the spheres that connect mental health, whether it's cognitive, psychological, physical, physiological, social, environmental, or systemic. And uh, Keenan, I think you had a good example of that when you were talking about your story, right? Mental health is not just about what's going on in here, but what you're able to do with your body, right? And so I felt like trauma was the area where I believe that there was the most need for a well-rounded approach. And uh, what an amazing gift you have as well, uh, Alina, and as um, Stacey was talking about, you know, your intuition and where that leads you and sharing kind of the space that you were in and the passion behind needing to find a need and a solution and connect these together brought you where you're at. And that's exactly what uh, Stacey was sharing with us today is following that intuition. I would love for you to share with our listeners about your own personal approach to this. Yes. So currently my approach has two prongs to it. So something called transdiagnostics and a second thing called psychoeducation. And essentially what transdiagnostics is within mental health, it's this idea that we can look at mental health conditions more as tendencies rather than just cut and dry boxes of symptoms. And this is because all of the symptomology that happens when we have mental health conditions, so such as depression or anxiety, for example, they are not outside of the human range of normal. So if you took someone who technically doesn't have anything wrong and they weren't eating very well one day, they didn't get much rest for like three days or something, and then they got into a car accident and then their spouse was like, we need a divorce. I bet you that that person is going to look like someone with a mental health condition, right? The, the response to that stress isn't necessarily abnormal, right? The persistent problems can cause problems down the line, but the initial reaction isn't necessarily. And so... The other thing with transdiagnostics is that we started, when we started taking the data with people who have mental health conditions, so started doing reviews and analyses, we discovered that people with comorbidities along with a mental health condition, so that just means that people had a bunch of other stuff going on than just like simply depression. If you had depression, you probably had anxiety, you probably had diabetes, you probably had chronic pain, you probably had a bunch of other stuff going on. So that tells us that there is, that mental health is much more complex than just necessarily a brain chemical gone wrong, right? And the second uh, prong to my approach is something called psychoeducation. So essentially what I do is I take the learning from my multiple disciplines and I make it digestible enough so my client or my patient can apply it to their life, right? And so I, I take a bunch of learnings um, from some of my favorite bodies of work, like Dr. Bessel van der Kolk, who wrote the, the Body Keeps Score, The Neuroscience of Human Relationships by Lou Cozzolino, and also the concept of interpersonal neurobiology by Dan Siegel. And I take all of this, I actually literally create diagrams and little models for people to be able to apply knowledge that can be very, very effective and helpful at recognizing like what's, what's going on inside of me and what's actually driving this. What a neat approach. That's really cool. And I hear there might be an additional third prong that will be added. Yes. Is that, is that the truth? Yes, that is the truth. <laughs> so my third prong, <laughs> um, in the next coming months, I'm actually going to be pivoting my business to uh, introduce a third thing, which is basically um, 
approaching the nervous system. So what we've been learning with trauma is that essentially the nervous system in the body kind of gets stuck essentially in the past as if they're reliving what happened in, in the past over and over and over again in the present moment. So people feel continuously unsafe in the moment that they're in. And physical modalities can be super impactful in helping calming the nervous system. And physical modalities can be any of them. So like things such as exercise, doing yoga, having massage, uh, craniosacral, anything that introduces safe touch. Because one of the keys for resolving trauma is recognizing that it is okay to experience through your body. And sometimes that can be completely dysregulated, especially when the trauma included something physical. So you don't seem to believe that there is a separation of mind and body. Would that be a correct statement? Yes. So no, I mean, the brain is like literally a full real disease, like organ, like literally in here inside of your body. Right. So there, there is no such thing as this mind body separation. It, it never existed. We may think it does, but I mean, if you got, you know, this is the reason why if you had an injury to the cervical spinal cord, so the spinal cord in your neck, there's a possibility if you hit high enough that you literally sever that connection and you lose basic functioning, right? Which is potentially lethal. So that tells us that, I mean, there is no separation between the mind and body. I, my body is as much of an expression of me as I am of it. I, I hate to tell you this. Sorry, I had to unmute myself there. I, I hate to tell you this, Lena. We're already like almost out of time. We're down to a minute left. So I want to leave you with one last question. And this has been so huge. We'd love to have you back and hear more about everything that you're doing because it's so important. Uh, what do you like most about what you do? So I think what I like most about my just so I might get a little bit emotional. <laughs> this is why I'm pausing. I, I have a lot of gratitude towards being fortunate enough to just simply be present to someone's story because it takes a tremendous amount of courage to be willing to be vulnerable and start exploring and be present to the self, right? And that takes a risk. That takes a risk of trust to entrust someone with being present and being willing to hear what you have to say, right? And then from there, be willing to help out and figure out how to guide it, right? Because at the end of the day, I'm just, I'm just a guide. I have this knowledge, I have this stuff, I can help you piece it out. But the person who is going to make their own transformation is the person in front of me, right? So that's what I value most about my job, that I get to, I get to be present to that change and to that hope. And you are a guide because you allow your passion to drive you to make the difference in the people that you are meant to serve and make a difference. And I wanna thank you for being here. And I think what a great, awesome team that we have here because if there is any trauma, Alina can help to release that trauma. So then Stacy can recognize the intuition or the gut that's telling you where you want to go and help you build your brand around that. And then Lay, she can help coach you to go to unbelievable links and strengths through what you may think is impossible to possible. So I want to thank uh, each of you and thanks from Keelan as well for being here on our show today. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs>
Thank you, everyone. And uh, yes, this is your host, Tina Mitchell, signing off for the day. Or your host, Dan. And your oh, my. That's <laughs> okay, Tina. I got it. And your co host, Keelan RV. Tina and Keelan. Here wow. <laughs> Tina and Keelan, here we are. We are your local <laughs> mortgage experts, and we are signing off for the day. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Thanks for listening to our show. And we both look forward to talking with you next weekend. A little more money talk right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, and Keelan Harvey, MLO 1330075, are licensed loan originators with Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, NMLS 134871. The views expressed by the speakers on the preceding program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited.